0: Hi, it's Dwyer, fighting the sun here on a Saturday morning. Gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. Let's look back on Jee Lee Jang's victory over Joe Joyce. But first remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now let's clear up something here from the outset. Boxing is a sport where one of its greatest moments involved a young Muhammad Ali, a man I still feel is the top of the pyramid in terms of great heavyweight champions, right? A young Ali pre-fight was called Cassius Clay, his former name, by a bully, a slugger, Ernie Terrell. So of course, when they fought during the fight, Ali, who had been calling rounds that he would knock out opponents in, decided he was gonna punish Ernie Terrell. And so Ali comes in and starts battering Ernie Terrell simply too fast for him and Ali starts yelling at Ernie Terrell what's my name does it repeatedly it was not well received by the press right understand ring magazine actually announced later that Ali would have been their fighter of the year but that his performance was among the most tasteless they had ever seen. And so they were leaving the fighter of the year award vacant, right? I give them credit for not giving it to someone else. You might as well say, Hey, we're going to job this guy and then just leave it vacant, right? Well, I've made videos here where I've called Jili Zhang, Zhang Jili. He's been called Zhang Zhili before some fights. That won't happen again here, right? At least not intentionally. Understand, in Chinese culture, the family name comes first and Zhang's family name is Zhang, right? But the fighter prefers to be called by his given name first. Right? Because Zhili Zhang now lives in New Jersey. Right? So, just like Ali should be called by the name he preferred, just like Marvelous Marvin Hagler. He changed his name to Marvelous Marvin Hagler because they would not call him that at an era when they were calling Sugar Ray Leonard, Sugar Ray Leonard, right? Just like Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Uh, Wanted to be called that, and I think that forward-thinking people would call him what he wanted to be called. We're going to call Zhili Zhang what he wants to be called. Zhili Zhang. It's his name. He owns it. This is boxing. We respect that. Now, let me just say here online, right? This is a gambling site, um, really more so than a boxing site. Here online, we're always looking for a betting edge, right? We're looking, we're hoping to be watching Wake Forest basketball and to look at their center. And to realize, look, this might not be Kentucky or Kansas or UCLA, but this guy, Tim Duncan, might be the best in college basketball. We're looking to find the Tim Duncans. We're looking in an era of Patrick Ewing and Ralph Sampson, when everyone knew they were the best. We're looking to find the guy who's just learning the game who might actually be the best. We're looking to find the Elijah Watts, right? In a big quarterback era, we're looking to find the third-round pick in Joe Montana, right? Well, let me just say, right? In fact, let's continue that thread. You know, I had a hard time figuring out whether Terrence Crawford was right-handed or left-handed. Knowledge evolves. It took me a while to realize that his opponent was having a hard time figuring it out, right? We're looking to find those betting opportunities. Now, in the glamour division of a heavyweight division, right? Boxing's glamour division. I just want people to contemplate the idea that while we recognize the greatness of Tyson Fury, right? Years ago I picked him over Vladimir Klitschko. While we recognize the greatness of Alexander Usyk, we're risk takers. I believe the betting side of the play going forward in every fight he's in, at least until he loses badly, is going to be Zhili Zhang. Right? There's a world champion. There's a Tyson Fury, there's a Usyk, and then there should be, if you're a gambler, your private betting champion, right? This is where the world is looking at Ewing and you privately know, before he wins a ring, that Elijah Wan is better than Ewing. Right. Let me just say, there's an age dynamic here. Right. Gigli is, you know, around 40. But understand heavyweights age more slowly than everyone else. Understand too, that parts of your game age faster than other parts. So they're boxing adages, they'll tell you, the legs are the first to go. Right, well, let me just say, coordination, right? Reflexes, decay. You have two heavyweight champs right now who rely heavily on coordination. Right? They're both at least in their mid-30s. That's not going to age as well as Xili Zhang's power. Right, Understand, too, boxing, for all the physical dominance, some of these athletes have, right? Some of these boxers are freak athletes, right? Floyd Mayweather... On the way up, when the world thought he was a bronze medalist, right, not one of the gold standards of the sport, was a freak athlete, right? Roy Jones is a guy I consider to be a freak athlete. Some of these guys have hair trigger reflexes. You just get the feeling that if they weren't in the ring, if they were on the basketball court, they'd be doing well. One of the secrets to Manny Pacquiao. Pacquiao insiders know this, is he likes to play basketball, right? You understand these guys are athletes, but what I found is at the very top level of the sport, much of the game is a mental game, right? What separated Mayweather from the crowd? What separated Mayweather, quite frankly, from Roy Jones, was the fact that Mayweather really was mental. Mayweather, the first three rounds, was different than Mayweather the rest of the fight. Mayweather would make the adjustments, right? One Manuel Marquez was not a great athlete, right? If you look at him in the Diaz fight, you're going to realize that he figures out that this guy can't defend against uppercuts, and he starts throwing uppercuts with both hands, The guys who have the mental edge are the ones who rise to the top, right? The mental edge is much more important in my opinion, at least than the physical edge, right? The guys who figured out things, the guys who have modeled themselves on superior models are the ones who succeed. So let me just say, before I get into this Xili Zhang, Joe Joyce fight, let me also add that in boxing I've found that the best fights, the fights that are the most meaningful fights are often afterthoughts, right? They're not the fights everyone anticipates and prepares for. We have one of those fights tonight, right? Gervonta Davis against Ryan Garcia. Everyone is expecting this to be a blockbuster. Everyone's built up to it. I'm just telling you that the most meaningful heavyweight fight I personally have seen, uh, going back to when it happened, was the Lennox lewis Vitali Klitschko fight. Right, I would say that the top three heavyweights of the post-Lewis era, right, the Lewis and post-Lewis era are Lewis, Vitaly Klitschko, and Tyson Fury, right? That doesn't mean those guys would win every fight. That just means how they fought in the ring would pose the biggest challenge. To opponents, right? Well, let me just say, we just had a fight that might fall into that category. I believe it's going to age well. I believe you're going to look back on the fight, just like we look back on Louis Vitaly klitschko right? At the time it happened, Vitaly klitschko hadn't established himself. Then he did, right? At the time it happened, We thought Lewis would be too much, right? The rumor was Lewis didn't properly train for the fight. During the fight, and it's one of Lewis's finest moments, Lewis gets tested. Lewis gets hit with some shots. Lewis then has to start looping punches. There's desperation in Lewis's corner until he cuts Vitaly Klitschko. Right, then of course that fight ends and it wasn't satisfactory. Right? It ends on cuts. Vitali Klitschko in a fight in LA, think about that. Fight's not even in the UK where Lewis was based. It wasn't in the Ukraine. Right? It wasn't in New York City. It was in Los Angeles. Right? Vitaly Klitschko is so upset that the ref stops the fight that he starts motioning to the crowd to let the crowd know. And keep in mind, he's just beaten by a legitimate heavyweight champion. Lewis is, you know, multi-year, right? Lewis, in my opinion, has not just beaten Mike Tyson, but has beaten Evander Holyfield twice, right? First time they called it a draw. Okay, whatever. This is boxing, right? He had destroyed prospect Michael Grant. He'd beaten David Tua. Right, Vitaly Klitschko upset. Right, was upset in the ring. Thought he was job. This was his moment. Well, fast forward several years. I know people are laughing at me, and it's good. I, (laughs) you know, you never want to fully agree with the crowd. You always want your own identity. You want your edge on the casino. I'm not there to be a typical gambler at the casino. No, I want an edge. I want to know Tim Duncan. I want to know Elijah Watt right? More so than Ewing and Ralph Sampson, right? You want the real talents. Well, I'm just telling people that the way I look at boxing, Philippe Ergovic is the heir apparent. He fought Jili Zhang, right? Jili Zhang knocks him down, right? Let's remember the punch. It's a clubbing right hook up top. It's not Zhang's left hand. Right? He knocks down Filip Ergovic. By the way, both of those guys enter the fight unbeaten. Right? He knocks down Filip Ergovic. Ergovic gets up. I'm telling you, now, I was rooting for Ergovic in the fight because I believe the heavyweight heavyweight division right now is a huge opportunity. Right? I get the feeling that Team Ergovic might be able to walk right down the Shams Elysees and pick up the title, right? So you're watching the fight, and there are several times in the fight where Zhang catches Ergovic clean, and you're thinking, wow, that might be the end of this. Ergovic's behind going into the last few rounds. Ergovic steps on the gas. The question was, is Zhang going to fold? He looked bad against Jerry Forrest, a guy who big baby Jared Anderson subsequently destroyed, right, in the late rounds after knocking Forrest down three times. But here is Zhang, and he doesn't fold. Fight makes it to the end. Ergovic gets the decision. Zhang is as upset in the ring as Vitaly Klitschko was when he lost to Lennox Lewis. Right, let me let you in on a secret here. Vitaly Klitschko thought he was going to beat Lennox Lewis. Zhili Zhang thought he was going to beat unbeaten Philip Erkovic. Right folks, there is a sizable group who believes that's what happened. That Lewis lost his last fight. Lewis, one of the wisest moves of his career, retires at that point, right? He couldn't fight, could not fight. Vittelley again, wouldn't have an edge right? You have Zhang here thinking he beat Ergovic. Understand that was for a mandatory. There's someone who Zhang wants to fight. Tyson Fury. So he's in the ring against Joe Joyce. The fights taking place. In Joe Joyce's backyard, Joe Joyce is not only the house fighter. Joe Joyce, in some sports books, is going off at an eleven to one favorite. Right now, I need for people to understand the duality in the fight. Just understand, Joe Joyce could have done the same thing Zhang Jili did if he understood the Angles as well as Zhang Gigli he didn't and the reason he didn't is because Gigli the Southpaw fights more righties than Joe Joyce the righty fights southpaws so and I blame Joe Joyce's corner for this here is Joyce in against one of the most dangerous men in the heavyweight division. Right, folks, don't fall in love with odds. Don't fall in love with public opinion. Public opinion will tell you that Patrick Ewing's better than Elijah Wan. Right, for those who remember, prime Shaquille O'Neal faced Elijah Wan in an NBA Finals and got destroyed. Right, public opinion doesn't quite know how to handicap things. I'm having an ongoing argument right now with some friends over who should be the NBA MVP, right folks? It shouldn't be close, right? Joel Embiid simply put is not Joker, right? Joker is even the better rebounder. He's certainly the better at plus minus, right? He impacts his team more. He's not playing with James Harden. So the point I'm making here is simply, whatever the odds, see through the public nonsense and understand that Zhang Zhili is a better fighter than 11-to-1 favorite Joe Joyce, right? I'm a fan of both. I have nothing personal against Joe Joyce. But just to understand, you knew the fight was over when they came to the middle of the ring, when Joe Joyce is trying to work his way in, behind a jab, right? Joe tries to jab his way in. Look at the opening sequence of this fight. And Gigli comes out. He's not moving away from the pocket. He's not getting hit with the jab. No, he has his right hand up, and he's just knocking down the jab. Knocking down the jab. Now, Joe Joyce, we have to make hard opinions here, right? Joe Joyce is hardwired. He's not adaptive, reactive, to the point where he could even move his head as you're throwing shots at him. He's stiff. So he comes in, his jab is blocked, the juggernaut can't be front foot heavy. Then you start to realize that Li Zhang knows how to box. Right, you start to notice there's some lateral movement to his game. Right? You also notice, too, that unlike Joyce, who beats you up with volia, in other words, he's a locomotive. Right? He comes in, he's landing shots, you know, opponents, whether it's a Carlos Taca, who He finishes in the middle rounds, but you notice Tackum is landing some straight rights. You notice Tackum is game to box him, but that Joyce wears him down on his front foot. Joseph Parker. Joyce wears him down by continually coming forward, crashing the pocket, backing up. Joseph Parker. You notice that Zhili Zhang's a different type. Of puncher. Folks, this is one punch knockout power. Right? This is not volume. This is precision. So understand while Zhili Zhang is knocking down the jab, he is timing Joyce. And then he's pivoting to his left and he's throwing a very straight. Straight left hand, his dominant punch, right? But he does it in a way where he keeps his balance. He's not swinging wildly. Understand, his straight left would be the equivalent of, let's say, Anthony Joshua throwing his overhand right. Now, when Joshua does it, his whole body's into it. Right? He has to commit. He's throwing in such a way where he's vulnerable to counters right after the punch. Not Zhili Zhang. Zhili Zhang is throwing heavy punches, but his body is such that we don't see the ferocity of the shot. We just notice that the opponent can't get out of the way and is hurt. This is the equivalent of watching Mariano Rivera, the baseball pitcher, the relief pitcher, now the Hall of Famer, throw his cut fastball in the mid-90s after an easy windup. Right? Doesn't even look like he's throwing it that hard. Gigli doesn't look like he has the fastest hand speed. Just like George Foreman, another ferocious puncher, didn't look like he had the fastest hand speed. Gigli doesn't look like he's fully leaning into the shot, doesn't look like he's throwing it from the tips of his toes like Anthony Joshua does. No, this is heavy ferocity the George Foreman way, where the guy comes in and you cannot judge the ferocity of the punch by how Xi looks throwing it. You can only judge how hard Xi Li Zhang is throwing his punch by the impact on the opponent, the opponent's reaction. Folks, I know there's some people who on their scorecards curiously had the hometown fighter, the house fighter, Joe Joyce winning this fight. Joe Joyce was getting rolled, folks. There's a moment in this fight where Zhang hits Joyce. I believe it's the second round. And Joyce is hit. Joyce is defenseless. Joyce is leaning back, takes a step back. He's rocked. And then Zhili Zhang comes in and channels Bernard Hopkins. Right? He has the guy hurt. He channels Tyson Fury against Dillian White. If you see that knockdown, where Fury hits White, White's hurt, but then Fury pushes White to the canvas. Here, Zhili Zhang comes in. He has a hurt Joe Joyce. In a fight, he's dominating, and he tries to spin Joe Joyce to the canvas when he has Joyce hurt. The referee steps in at that point, which was shocking to me, right? Did the ref step in when Tyson Fury pushed Dillian White down? Now, I know rules are rules. Let's play this cleanly, right? The ref steps in and gives a Joe Joyce, who's one punch away from being finished, the opportunity to recover by warning Gili in a fight where Gili. If you picked him, you you got five-to-one odds at least, right? Gigli, certainly more than four-to-one odds. The referee breaks the action, actually stops Gigli to caution Geely. Right? Well, let me make a point here. First, with regard to the odds, let's make this video a time capsule. Tell us in the comment section of this video what odds you got on this fight. Whatever side you were on. If you were on the Joyce side, laying the odds, or if you were on the Zhang side, getting odds, tell us the odds you got for this fight in the comment section of this video. Well, that moment mirrors, in my opinion, the moment in the Ergovic fight where Zhang, who has some Roberto Duran in him, headbutts Ergovic. Folks, this headbutt, which I believe was intentional, splits open the scalp on Ergovic. Blood is dripping on uh, from Ergovic's cut during the fight. It's a vicious headbutt just understand that Zhili Zhang knows how to fight if elbows start being thrown if a fight gets to be rough and tumble right like the later rounds of the most recent fury wilder fight Zhang Zhili is not just a puncher this is the complete fighter right he can throw elbows He can throw headbutts. If he hurts you, he can try to push you to the canvas. Well, understand, Joe Joyce, the focus of the fight should not have been Joe Joyce's eye. Right? The focus of the fight should have been the fact that Joe Joyce was getting the living daylights beaten out of him. Right, Joe Joyce never really makes a comeback in the fight. He tries to be on his front foot. Folks, he could not defend. Gigli's straight left, which is pinpoint. In other words, not only does Gigli have his balance, not only is Gigli able to throw that punch repeatedly, but Gigli is able to block counters on the way back And understand, that right hand that dropped Ergovic, that right hand keeps a guy like a Joe Joyce, a stiff fighter who is in over his head against a skilled big southpaw from moving away from the straight left, moving into the right hand. Understand, that's what Ergovic, who makes great adjustments, tried to do. He walks into Gili's clubbing left, excuse me, right hand, right? So let's just say this. Gili against Tyson Fury, right? If Tyson Fury is avoiding Usyk, he's going to avoid Gili Zhang, right? The betting side of that play. And I'm someone who has been on team fury for years. The betting side of that play is Gili Zhang. Right? Gili Zhang against Alexander Usyk. Folks, the betting side of that play is Gilie Zhang. Right? I'm just telling you, coordination does not age as well as power does. Gilie Zhang against Anthony Joshua, folks joshua is years behind Zhang, and i mean years in his comfort level for his style joshua's in a place right now where he has a new trainer and he's trying to figure out who he is right i'm just telling you i have a lot of respect a lot of respect for jermaine franklin i would not expect jermaine franklin to go the distance against Zhili Zhang. Right? Let me say this, too. As you know, I consider Ergovic to be the heir apparent at heavyweight. If there's a rematch, Ergovic would have no clear edge. He would have as much of an edge as Lennox Lewis would have had if he fought Vitaly Klitschko again. Right? Keep in mind, (laughs) Lennox Lewis fought... Holofield a second time, right? Lewis is going around telling people that Holofield was the toughest person he faced in his career. Uh, He gave Holofield a rematch. He did not give Vitaly Klitschko a rematch, right? My advice to Ergovic is unless Zhang is the mandatory or unless they're throwing so much money at you that you think, okay, well... (laughs) You know, this conceivably could be a walkaway fight if I get blown out. I would not face this man again, right? Let's open it up a little bit. Big baby, Jared Anderson, right? We'll call him the real big baby, right? Understand, I know big baby can go southpaw. Right? But understand, Xili Zhang is a natural southpaw. Right? I know Baby wants to fight from the pocket. Trust me, you don't want to be in the pocket against Li Zhang. Right? If I'm Big Baby, this is, and I know Big Baby destroyed Jerry Forrest, who gave Li Zhang a hard time in the later rounds. Right? I know there's also a backstory about kidney problems and stuff like that. Okay, fine. Fine. But I don't believe a young guy like the real big baby is ready for a skilled southpaw. This big, with this power, with this accuracy, with this sense of balance, with this toolkit. Right? I also know there's a group out there that wants to point to CompuBox numbers and say, well, Joe Joyce threw a lot of punches. Folks, this is Jili Zhang's game, efficiency. He wants to throw and land power shots. Let me also point out, too, I know he was head heavy here, right? Because Joe Joyce's head was there to be hit. Joyce himself admitted that he could not get out of the way of Zhili Zhang's straight left. But Zhili Zhang can throw to the body. That's in his toolkit. You would see him do so if he faced Tyson Fury and Fury tried to hide his upper body. Martin Boccoli. Now, I'll agree. Boccoli has more volume than Zhili Zhang I'll agree with that but understand Zhang is a Joe Lewis type short puncher right he throws straight he throws short it's pinpoint a guy who loops his punches like McCauley would be there to get hit right I'll agree in theory a volume guy might be able to throw more shots than Zhili Zhang over a 12 round fight, but you're assuming that the looper survives for 12 rounds. I think that's an open question. So let's just put this diplomatically. The title holders are the title holders, right? Fury's earned where he is, Usyk has earned where he is, right? The betting champion, if you're saying, okay, who can I back and get great odds? Folks, the answer is Xili Zhang. He's the betting side of the play at heavyweight right now. More importantly, you need to consider him to be a major threat to the heavyweight throne. Right? Joe Joyce did take some hellacious shots. Right, I'm just telling you, this guy is a huge puncher. Right, he also has boxing skills. The feed I saw was the ESPN Plus feed. The person on the telecast who saw it clearly was Timothy Bradley. Right, he kept saying, Joe Joyce's head is on a line. Right? And believe it or not, the camera then caught Joe Joyce's trainer telling him, get your head off a line. Right? The point I'm making to you is, Zhili Zhang, in this, his biggest moment, Right. in fact, I would say his biggest moment was Ergovic, Because Ergovik, believe it or not, is a better fighter than Joe Joyce. I know that's not the way the public sees it. The public will bet their money, I'll bet my money. But just understand, the Xili Zhang that you saw against Joe Joyce didn't even show you his right hand. There's more to him than you saw in this fight, which has shocked the public. Let me also say, too, and this is important, Xili Zhang has advanced to where he can lead with power shots. Folks, there's no tell on either his right hook or his straight left. So there's a moment in this fight where he's standing there in front of the juggernaut, who, of course, stops coming forward after a while. He's standing there in front of the juggernaut, and he faints. Right? G. Lee Chang has faints. He faints right right hand left hand right understand he's two-handed this is not this is not a one-handed guy who's just trying to set up one type of punch he's two-handed with the power he could lead with power shots so when he stands there and he's fainting like this that's a serious threat let me also say this too And it just comes across in moments, right? He's a big guy. He looks methodical. He's actually not. He can slide his feet, right? There are moments where Joe Joyce gets inside and Geely just slides away a little bit, right? Don't underestimate his athleticism. So he himself has asked a great question. He said, look, how is someone going to prepare for a big, hard-hitting southpaw like me, right? How are they going to model me in sparring, right? Now, I'm guessing Charles Martin's phone is ringing off the hook, but understand, Martin isn't the fighter that this guy is, right? You know, by the way, Charles Martin is underrated, did drop Luis Ortiz when they fought, right? Ortiz gets off the canvas, wins that fight. But just understand, there are nuances, in my opinion, nuances to Jili Zhang's game that Charles Martin doesn't have. Right? Jili Zhang against Anthony Joshua wouldn't get hit twice by two Joshua straight right hands, like Charles Martin did. Right. So I'm just telling you, folks, if you get one takeaway from this video, let it be. That Zhili Zhang is a major threat. To the heavyweight title. Right. Let me also make another point, too. You know, the BRIC countries have more people. Than non-BRIC countries, right, than NATO does, for example. Right? You know that Macau, China is a bigger gambling hub today than Las Vegas, Nevada. Right? Let's see how this plays out. I'm just telling you, we're at a weird political time. You know I'm a free trader. I believe everyone should be trading. Right? I don't believe there's a reason why we shouldn't be trading with, you know, most of the world. Uh, but you and I know that's not the way most people see things. Right? We're in a politically charged environment. This is starting to look like the Max smelling Joe Lewis era, isn't it? Now somewhere, some promoter is going to see an opportunity. Right? I'm just telling you, if played the right way, Zhili Zhang's ascendancy through the heavyweight division. And he may have already fought his toughest opponent, by the way, in Filip Bergovic. Right? That could be a blockbuster fight in Macau, China. Filip Bergovic, believe it or not, has said, hey, I will fight him in Asia just to remove the doubt on my victory over him i give him credit now we're in an era where we can't even get tyson fury to fight Usyk in the united kingdom right let's hope that there are some brave people in the heavyweight division who want to view this as an opportunity to extend their brands who might not believe that Li Zhang is as good as I believe he is. Understand, too, by the way, the history. He wins the silver medal. He comes up through China's system. Right? Great amateur pedigree. He wins the silver medal in the 2008 Olympics. Then he goes to the 2012 Olympics. The person who stops him in that Olympic Games is Anthony Joshua. Now, the press needs to start following Xili Zhang around because Xili Zhang has called out Anthony Joshua, right? Let's just say I doubt there's been a return phone call, right? Zhang talks about wanting a rematch against Joshua. Xili Zhang has called out Tyson Fury. He said in interviews that Tyson Fury has shown that he can get knocked down. And let's remember, Wilder knocks down Fury four times. Let's remember, Steve Cunningham knocks down Fury. Those are not the only times Fury has hit the canvas. Let's just say if Fury is not returning Usyk's calls, he's not returning Xili Zhang's calls. Right? Xili Zhang crossed the Atlantic to fight Joe Joyce in the United Kingdom the location should not be an impediment to the fight. He fought Philip um, Bergovic in the Middle East. He's prepared to travel. Now, what does it mean for gamblers like me and you? It means we've discovered possibly the Akeem Olajuwon in the room. The Tim Duncan in the room. Right? As I've said, He's already faced elite heavyweight opposition, right? This is a guy who fought Ergovic and who has fought Joe Joyce. And trust me, people were avoiding Joe Joyce, who have sparred extensively with Tyson Fury. Let's see if someone gives Li Zhang an opportunity, even given the financial windfall that could result from fighting him in Asia. Right, I'll close with this. Folks, you should realize that India and China have the most people of any country in the world, right? I was raised in New York City. New Yorkers need to realize that China has several cities with more people than New York City, right? There's a part of the globe right now that an entrepreneur could energize by putting this fighter, who in my opinion, wherever the fight is, Western Hemisphere, Eastern Hemisphere, is the betting side of the play at heavyweight, in against the top heavyweights, right? He's traveled across oceans. He's calling out the biggest names in boxing. This seems to be part of a Southpaw takeover of a heavyweight division. Keep an eye on him. Let's hope he gets the biggest fights possible. He just dominated, and that's really the word. Joe Joyce, Joyce in my opinion, should not exercise the rematch clause. Right? Anyone who's an 11-to-1 favorite, against Xili Zhang, a guy whose only loss is Philip Ergovic, should realize that he has enough brand equity to say, no, no, I want to fight for a title (laughs) and, you know, go an easier path. Joe Joyce against Tyson Fury would be an easier fight than the one he just had. Right? If I'm Joyce, I don't exercise the rematch clause. If I'm Xili, I make it a point. Of haunting the heavyweight division. Right? If Anthony Joshua has a next fight before December, I buy a ticket. I'm in the front row. Right? Or I call the promoter and say, look, entertain the fans. Give me a front row ticket. Right? Tyson Fury's next fight, if I'm Zhili Zhang, I'm in the front row. If I'm Asian media, I start sending sports correspondents to heavyweight fights, right? Understand, again, power is the last to go. This guy is efficient. I know he's older. He has several years left. We're in a heavyweight era right now where the champs don't have big punches, right? Fury and Usyk are let's say, George Foreman right? Or Mike Tyson. They don't have big punches. The guys with big punches are on the outs right now. Anthony Joshua's finding himself, right? Deontay Wilder, huge punch, doesn't have a title right now. Fought Tyson Fury so many times, no one is screaming for yet another fight, especially after seeing Fury's third fight against Derek Chisora, right? This is an opportunity, folks. This fighter has the talent to possibly pull it off. I don't care what the odds are. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this now 50-minute video. Thanks for stopping by.